drop. Soldiers! No poor sap ever won a war by dying for his country. He won it by being all he can be. Damn the torpedoes, or give me death. Eternal vigilance is the price of duty, and to the victor go the spoils. So remember, you are the best of the best of the few and the proud. So ask not what your country can do for you, only regret that you have but one life to live. The war against the Gorgonites will be won. Commando Elite, let the first shot be fired. Search out the Gorgonites and frag them all. That was a speech done from a children's movie. That <laughs> <laughs> came out in 1998. Strap in, kids. If it lacerates or detonates, I want it mobile and I want it lethal. We're talking about small soldiers today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Be Kind Rewind podcast show. Stacked, stacked show tonight. We've got a full, full, full house. We are talking about, like I said, the 1998 Small Soldiers. A uh, lot to unpack in this movie. Uh, very, very good. It has a, uh, I believe, about a 40 or 50% uh, rating on Rotten T- Tomatoes. Um, you either totally forgot about it, you've never heard it before, or you love it. So... I am really jacked when this when this uh, movie came up on the list, and um, so let me bring on our uh, special guests for tonight. To my right, always, Samadis Molly. Welcome back. Hey, I'm back. You might remember uh, Miss Molly from the Batman and Robin episode from a few months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we were talking about that. Like she was really excited to be on that show, except it was the only Batman movie she hadn't seen before. Well, no, not the only one I haven't seen. Well, one of the correction. One, correction. It is correct. The only Batman movie I do not own mm-hmm. on DVD, oh, oh. besides the one with Ben Affleck, but that's personal that issues. Count. Which yeah. was which was not a bad movie. I'm not going to get into it because we got a whole show. We got a whole different show to, co- or, of to compliment. <laughs> And then, of course, we've got our podcast Padawan, Mr. Chris Sutton. Hello, hello, hello. Say hello to everybody. Meep. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. And then uh, uh, the man that actually brought the, the movie to the table, um, uh, Mr. Brett Haney, is a uh, comedian here in uh, our, our lovely town of Boise, Idaho. And he's actually been uh, featured here before on the Eavesdrop Network. He was on the Eavesdrop podcast uh, with Mr. Brett Battistain, and he was also on uh, on another network, The Shuttle, uh, with Mr. Uh, Jeremy Nelson. Mr. Brett, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Th- this was a real treat. I'd never had a chance to meet you before. Yeah, so this is uh, exciting. This is I, I always love meeting new people that I, I, I've been familiar with on on social media, but not in person. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to to speak with you and get to know you tonight. So, well, it welcome. should be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> 
You sound excited, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it about Small Soldiers? Because you were the one that brought the movie to the table, and I want to I want to know what your what your thoughts were. Uh, well, we were just rewatching it recently because it was on Netflix. Yeah, which was always and good. We were. It was just um, not what I remembered at all. It, I mean, not in a good all. way. It was still funny, and I still enjoyed it mm-hmm. watching it this time around. But when I was a kid, so 98, I was seven. Okay, you know? that was going to be my question. So, How old were you? Okay. Yeah, so like I had the toys. I was you were seven. into the oh, okay. Burger King, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. all that Burger stuff. Burger King so. had the toys, uh, had the, the, the King meal toys or whatever. Right, $1.99 <laughs> Burger meal or something. <laughs> yeah. Watched a commercial on my way here. A <laughs> uh, 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 small soldiers Burger King commercial. Yeah. Really nice. Oh, that is awesome. Let her chop that. They down. like propel it, and it's not Tommy Lee Jones as Chip's no. voice. It's uh-uh. some other person, but yeah, it's all crazy. They couldn't afford him. That's yeah. I mean, really. No. <laughs> I was pretty excited when I saw that Tommy Lee Jones was with chip hazard right you didn't even now chrissy you hadn't even heard of this movie right nope i'm two and three guys you are two and three two and three (laughs) i haven't even heard of this movie so luckily it was easy to find Uh, oh yeah what what were you what were your thoughts um, oh my god it was so cute yeah you messaged me like out of the blue like days ago (laughs) i was just too excited this movie's amazing (laughs) so cute Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> I just fell in love with the Gorgonites. Of course, I didn't mind oh, his happy yeah. ass. Yeah, the like, Gorgonites oh, yeah, are amazing. Archer's oh, yeah. so cute. He's uh, like a little puppy oh, face. Right. Yeah. Literally, exactly what it is. Just like, but but my friends. <laughs> but we need to find my friends. <laughs> just, and when he was so sad about his little friend being in pieces, and then and then they find him and they fix him. But we tried to fix him. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah, heart the, just exploded. All six of the Gorg, well, I guess only four of them talk, but they were all, it was, uh, it was uh, Frank Langella was Archer, but then the rest of them were all uh, from Spinal Tap. Oh. Yeah, yeah it was Michael McKean, um, uh, Harry Shearer, and then Christopher Guest, which I, I was really surprised by that. Um, now, when I first saw this in 98, so... Brett, you were you said you were seven. Yeah. So I was eighteen. Uh, <laughs> I cashed I cashed my paycheck and then I drove myself to the theater to see it. <laughs> he spent his own money I to own. see that movie. It's, uh, that keeps happening more and more. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hmm, do I want to buy another PlayStation 1 game or do I want to go see this movie? And I went and saw this movie. Um, I loved it. I loved it. And I almost wasn't really thinking about this movie for this show because it, to me, it didn't really fit the, the theme of movies that are bad, that try to just miss the mark. It's actually a really good movie. It just has not... I'm glad it's back on Netflix, and I think that that obviously that's going to get in front of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Culturally, it's it, it, it's an important movie because it's uh, it's Phil Hartman's last movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. Um, if you watch it, even and they even put it on the Netflix version of it, which I was shocked at the very end. There's a for Phil little segment on the show clip of him working on one of uh, you know running one of his lines and stuff, and so I was really. Um, excited about that that um, i'm not really excited but because it was a really tragic situation but you were excited for the tribute yeah i was excited that the tribute was on there and and like i said culturally 
It's like when we get excited about seeing Stan Lee's cameos, but then we exactly. get sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, we have a lot of unpopular opinions on, on this show, and I'm gonna say that that like it was really tragic. And I guess we can we can uh, talk about this element right in the right away. You have Phil Hartman passing away fairly around about the same time as Chris Farley did, and Chris Farley being a lot more. I don't want to say popular, but just mentally on the forefront, his name still comes up a lot, and is still very much thought of with reverence as he should be. He was he he, he was ahead of his time in, in a lot of different things. Well, and I, I think he had a movie coming out at the same time when he passed away. Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he did. He had so, uh, like he was uh, almost very, heroes. Very he was a uh, he was going to be in like the lead and he was supposed to be Shrek too. Yeah. When he when he was he Shrek. Came. Yep. And they and they recorded most of the lines for that movie, and then Mike Myers. You know, they they all got scrapped, and they went with Mike Myers. But uh, yeah, it was supposed he was supposed to be Shrek. He had that ult, uh, almost heroes with Matthew Perry coming out. Um, but I think from culturally, if you look back. Phil Hartman deserves a lot more. I I think he's a lot. More, I'm really trying to figure out a good way to say this that isn't like really super negative. Uh, Chris Farley, a whole heck of a lot more memorable, lovable. Um, he deserves the, the respect and admiration he gets. Phil Hartman, I think, was an overround. I really don't want to say better, but. Um, more dimensional. More. Thank there you. There you go. Yeah. Look at you pulling your weight <laughs> Look over at there. You. You you're got it. farting around with your phone. You weren't even on the microphone. It's dimensional. <laughs> a lot more dimensional. And uh, and I think that speaks. If you look at Phil Hartman's um, filmography, it just goes on and on and on. And he's in so much, you just forget. I love that him he was jingle in. all the way. Yeah, yeah. jingle all the way. That's probably my one of my favorites. You like jingle all the way? Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, See, I work, and which is hilarious. I'm still working in the same place that I was uh, when this movie came out. And actually, right now, I'm actually the, the department manager of the toy department in uh, <laughs> a major retail outlet. Um, <laughs> it, it rhymes with Malwort. And, <laughs> and so, uh, Jingle All the Way, and especially this movie, really hits really close to like what my day-to-day is, talking about toys. And things like that. So let's get into the, the meat and potatoes uh, of Small Soldiers. And what, you know, it's, we kind of got on a quick tangent with Phil Hartman there. Right? <laughs> like that's, Joey, that's, that's a third act conversation. Not, oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> Phil Hartman was a better actor. than. <laughs> coming in hot. Yeah, I'm coming in hot. I'm dropping him. Sipping tea early tonight. I mean, so, to be fair, Juniper and I already talked about Chris Farley last week in my work. It's, exactly. You know, yeah, we already we already did, so, yeah. So yeah. And now we now it's Phil Hartman's turn. <laughs> Who wants to do the honors of giving us a nice Cliff Notes plot summary of the of the movie? I'll go ahead. All right, come I'll on, try. Brett. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you brought the movie, brother. Right. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit. If you have not seen Small Soldiers, tell us a little bit about. So it. if you haven't seen it, it's pretty much. Um, some people would call it the more live action Toy Story and way more hardcore totally um it's about a boy who his dad owns like an old school toy shop Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite quotes from the the movie the the toy truck driver 
pulls up and drops off some of these toys. And he's like, can you front me some of these toys? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Just front me some toys. It's cool. Front it's cool. Me. Don't front worry. Front me some of these toys. So uh, the toys that he's getting fronted are like just these new war type toys and like some hippie type toys that they're supposed to fight. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyways, then you go kind of backstory on how these toys are made. And Dennis Leary, Leary is like this war company guy, but he also owns a toy company. Yeah, he bought he buys out a toy company. Yeah. Uh, Globotech. Uh, he buys out Heartland Toys and turns it into Heartland Toy Systems, which is brilliant. I thought. Sorry, right? No, so. no, good. Because I'll get I'll get sidetracked. So okay. you gotta keep me on. Well, path. Joey's well, really good at that. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get. <laughs> I know from experience. <laughs> but um, so the two guys that came up with the the Gorgonites and the Commando Lee, I guess, you should probably give them names. Um. Jay Moore and David Cross. Exactly. I was like, I don't know what their <laughs> real names are, but yeah, I don't know their characters' names. It's just, oh, it's David Cross. It's David Larry Cross. Larry and Irwin. You are. Who thank you, Carissa. <laughs> so Dimensional now. Carissa. That's. <laughs> so right. it's, it's what I'm serving up today, I guess. <laughs> Fact checker. <laughs> I remember the password. That's all I remember. Password. Oh yeah. Gizmo. And there was. Which is perfect when look at the backstory of how uh, who made this movie and so okay sorry. <laughs> um, Back so, to Brett. Anyways, um, <laughs> the toy designer guys make the toys. Dennis Leary, war operator guy, comes in and is like, "I want these toys to be so much cooler. They should walk and talk like the commercial you've made." And um, they're like, "Okay, we'll try." And out of the two partners, I don't, I can't remember their two like real names. Who they are? Was those the names you guys were just yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool things. <laughs> Larry's Jay Moore and Irwin is David Cross. David Cross, I know that. Mm-hmm. Tobias. Tobias. Right? Yeah. yeah, I know. I was like, he's Tobias. I feel bad, but um, <laughs> you, you do. Oh, you. that's from uh, Arrested Development. Huh? Right. <laughs> Whoops. Um. So. In a nutshell, they have access to this war company since they work for this toy company and they get these like artificial intelligent chips because they're just looking for high quality microchip Microchip, things for to to make these toys like the commercial. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that they're like military grade. And so they put these military grade chips into these toys and send them out to the world um and they're pretty much ai so they learn and their main mm-hmm. goal their program to kill these gorgonite hippie toys and um <laughs> so meanwhile fast back forward so alan uh the main protagonist mm-hmm. right is what you'd call him yep. um he's the one that got fronted the toys uh and the toys are like coming to life and shit. And am I allowed to swear? You'll edit that out. That's Damn, fine. I, I don't. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a we're, list we're of rules okay. <laughs> nope, coming in here. <laughs> nope, it's totally cool. <laughs> um, gosh, I can keep going. I don't. I don't know. I just keep. Um... <laughs> Basically, what you've got is yeah. You 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 are totally right. You have a collection of military, um, GI Joe characters fighting a group of i like the, the hippie yeah the hippie just, they monsters. don't want to fight they want to hide exactly and, yep and they and they follow their programming the the commando elites the soldiers 
are supposed to fight the Gorgonites. To them, they are the bad guys. The Gorgonites just want to hide and lose. That's what they're programmed to do. They're peaceful creatures. They are very peaceful creatures because they basically, um, these two backst- the backstories of the, the Commando Elites and the Gorgonites, they just kind of had to shove them together because Dennis Leary wanted a nice, good G.I. Joe versus, like, He-Man monsters. Yeah. And, but, so the, the AI chips were smart enough to know their backstory and played this out. And well, the, the Gorgonites uh, were designed to lose. Yep, they, they were the programmed commando. to hide and lose, and the organite in the the, the the suburban commandos. Nope, that's yeah. the that's a Hulk Hogan movie. Nope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, close enough at this point. Yeah, the, the, word, the commando the... elites uh, are designed to, to 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 fight them, and so the whole movie is 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 basically that. Um, you have the soldiers, the small soldiers, fighting. They're trying to to get the the Gorgonite monsters, right. which they believe are being held in the Gorgonite stronghold, which is literally just suburban suburban houses. Yeah, so <laughs> so pretty much stuff goes disarray mm-hmm. at the at the toy shop because Alan's the only person that's got these toys on front. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has them right now, and um, oh, and I just want to say, just so everyone understands, Alan is what like. A 12. twelve-year-old yeah. kid yes, in charge of kid. the toy shop for yep. the weekend. Correct. <laughs> that's yeah, dad acts. Right his dad acts yeah, like. Yeah, there was a lot to just, unpack. I want to talk about the dad and the and the just and, like and, bye. And take care. Yeah, totally store. have that in my we, notes. We got it. We got to talk about that dynamic for sure. I love that you look right at me when you say that. <laughs> we got to talk. About I know the you know it's on there. Yeah, I know you. That's what you put on there. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, so they go to war in a suburban household while you have family drama and neighbor drama and boy girl, young love, young drama love, and, uh, good, really good stuff. I mean, it's a very flushed out environment. Now you had said at the top there that this is very much a more realistic. Toy Story. I mean, in my mind, because Toy Story came out in 93, right, and I was born in 91, so I kind of grew up with the Toy Story and Disney, yeah. and then mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm seven, mm-hmm. you know, and exactly. there's this live action, like, more mm-hmm. fighting yeah. <laughs> type. It, it basically, so. yeah, they, it basically tells the story of how Buzz Lightyear would have gotten, how how the toys arrive with sentience. Yeah. <laughs> They, they do. They just arrive. They know who they are. They know what their programming is. And so this kind of provides a backstory to that. Right. Um, in a much more realistic and, and sometimes really painful graphic detail, of, <laughs> of, especially when they attack the adults and the, the kids. Right. So... You're just you look like you're shaking in your chair. So let's no. so let's we've got two or three different <laughs> different stories and things we want to unpack here. So let's start at the, the very beginning. Um, the family. The family, yeah. The the family because that's uh, that's what seemed Chris. Chris so that's what you got a little bit all fired up. So you've got <laughs> the dad, who is uh, Kevin Dunn. Who I believe, let's see, Kevin Dunn um, has been an actor for many, many years. He uh, was also in another movie that I will say totally cribbed a lot of stuff from this movie. Uh, he was the, the dad in Transformers. He's also the dad in this movie. Except he's playing a really like off-putting 
character, the dad in this movie, is very off-putting. He's very angry. He's very mad. He's very very, the whole movie. Uh, he's got temper. He does. He's got a temper, and, and he's mad at his bless son. his fucking bless his wife. Excuse he me. Oh my like gosh! A no. weekend in Vegas alone to make a lot of mistakes and sort yeah, his life needs, out and come he back. Needs trauma counseling. <laughs> he, yeah, he is. <laughs> well, and it's kind of implied that the the source of his anger is the son, who this entire movie is more or less like a Lego brick. This he does not have a. With all due respect to the actor, he does not have a lot of personality. I think the he's, kid, the kid, yeah, the Gregory kid is Smith, very yeah. monotone. Yeah, he's kind very. Of. I've uh, seen him in other stuff, and I've enjoyed him in other things. But this, it just very, it seemed very brick wallish. Yeah, for this child, like ruining his whole family's life. Yeah, the store he did. being the center of the story and a love story. I'm like, right. I, I need a, I need, I need a lot something more. more than this. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess maybe the, the 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 analog character to that from the Transformers movie, I guess, is is Shia LaBeouf. So it does put yeah. a pretty high high uh, bar yeah, to meet. That's, that's that's like okay, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. He he. I guess he is a troubled kid, but he seems to be in the movie. He's making pretty. I mean, sound decisions. He buys, you know. He buys. He gets fronted toys yes, from you fronted fronted yeah, he toys. Gets fronted toys. Fronted toys and signing a qu- signage uh, for the toys from. The incomparable Dick Miller was was the driver in that movie, who's been uh, in movies since like the '60s. He was in the original uh, Little Shop of Horrors. He was in Gremlins. He was in all sorts of things. Uh, and so the dad and the has a lot. Uh, apparently, he was this kid was a troubled kid in their previous town. Yeah, and they he said he move. started some fires or, or yeah. They, so that's some why they arson, had some, classic yeah, arson. Yeah, some and arson or something like that. What do you like do that. at ten? Yeah. I mean, it's twelve. Yeah, yeah. Right. twelve. I'm twelve years well, old. <laughs> yeah, for for oh, I guess back then he, you're right. He would have been ten. Probably Hopefully. back in the other town. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess I'm a little pessimistic. Like, I don't understand why the dad was so angry. He had a pretty nice house. He had a really nice wife very nice like, wife she's he should be was happy his business him. wasn't on fire when yeah. he came back Correct. i mean yeah. technically the kid did better yeah like the, <laughs> the the store does get destroyed by the commando elites when they come alive but him and when Kristen dunn shows up they seem to get it cleaned up fairly well yeah right it was trash he just breaks then, the boat and he's just like yeah loses his mind yeah the boat dad, is broken and his dad <laughs> loses it absolutely loses dad if it. you would have seen this place an hour ago yeah. <laughs> no idea yeah why you would have murdered this whole town probably <laughs> <laughs> the commando elite would be the least of our problems yeah i wasn't even allowed to touch the stereo at 12 years old let alone an entire <laughs> store right yeah, yeah not let alone a whole entire toy store that's I, I love how he, I love how he comes home and his mom's like, "Did you lock up? Get her, did you t- take the money out? Yeah, the quarter, the nickel, and the three pennies." Yeah. <laughs> I remember so being funny. fourteen, trying to get like a job, you know, <laughs> and being like, "So, can I like babysit?" My parents were like, "No, no, you Absolutely can't. Not. Absolutely, you cannot." You should have set more fires. As a <laughs> yeah, child. Set more I fires. know. That's how you get <laughs> responsibility. I the bar lower as a, as a very small child, and then. They would be like, you're so successful. <laughs> so I'm thankful the, my mom's not like that. She's like, yeah, get a job. Go ahead. Does the family segue into the relationship with the neighbor, I guess? Would that be another thing you'd want to bring up? Oh, well, yeah. The Phil, the, the Phil Hartman, um, the neighbor who's – I love how they, they – they, they, he broached it. Hey, he's into, like, electronics and gizmos. 
Oh, he's into techie stuff, so he has a gigantic, gigantic satellite dish that even in 98 was antiquated. It was was not what was... Well, and I love how the families meet in a kind of feud. Because literally... in the middle of a feud. Yeah, one of them, because, you know, I'm not good with the names, but one of the families is putting up the dish, the gizmo. Phil Hartman's family. Phil Hartman, thank you. Pimple, I think. And then, like, all of a sudden... um, the Andy's father uh-huh. comes out yeah. and is uh, like, Alan, Andy, toys. What the hell are you doing cutting down my tree? Like, why are you just down here doing this? What the- I, well, I, I, I love Phil Hartman. The, smarmy, the <laughs> smarminess of Phil Hartman in that scene is like, <laughs> So, anyway, this I'm tree doing is you kind of, a favor. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and take this tree down because of the, do the, the axis of the <laughs> earth. Yeah. I love when he waits and walks and walks away and then just continues. He just continues to do what he's doing to turn the, cut the tree down for the satellite dish. Which later on when he's showing his wife, his most disinterested wife ever, like, I've got oh 250 God. channels. Of... <laughs> that satellite plays a big role. Though, yeah, it does be. play a big role. Um, it really is uh, the, the shotgun on the wall if you really <laughs> in this movie like Okay, you talk about the satellite dish. It's you're gonna have to use it again. Well, and I love when they're sitting watching TV later, and he's like six inches from the TV. And he's like, "Oh, this is so grainy. Mm-hmm. This is not crystal clear." And I'm like, "You can yeah. tell by the skin tones or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the skin tones. It's, it's right. Oh, what does he say? It's the. It's not the it's not the color. It's the um, the contrast. It's the, it's the contrast or, or something, something like yeah, yeah, like but like he's six inches from this huge screen. Yeah, he's totally that typical male, just into what he's into, and he's and his wife is just sitting there drinking herself to death because she could can cannot be any less interested in what he's into. Are you uh, are you shaming my ten year life plan no, well, for no. where I'm gonna be in ten years? No, but I want to hear this now. <laughs> I want to this hear is your a later, later All right. conversation. I mean, no, I this is a suggested. now conversation. <laughs> this is an AP one. You two could see yourselves out. I want to hear your your ten year life plan. Do you so want to just sit and switch in the movie? Into, you want <laughs> to sit to Molly's therapy session. <laughs> she wants to drink herself to death in front of a really big TV. <laughs> Really I do love where he's TV. like, I think World War Two was my favorite war. I love <laughs> that. Is my favorite, oh, yeah. favorite war. <laughs> Oh my God. If I had to pick, oh if I had to pick World War II, it's my favorite Hitler's mustache. <laughs> oh God. It's all the colorful uniforms. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So very, very typical two, two families fighting each other that are neighbors. And then you have, we mentioned her, uh, Kristen Dunst. Mm-hmm. The daughter. Of, the daughter. Of, oh, yeah. Of Phil. She is the daughter yeah, of the right. neighbor. Yeah, that's right. She is the neighbor's. Uh, the neighbor's daughter who, you know, you have the star-crossed lovers, so to speak. Girl next door. Girl next door, totally. Kristen does. Very creepy. You had mentioned it earlier about the, the, the flirtiness is a little just too much mm. for mm-hmm. even, like, 98 pre, uh, pre-9-11 kind of those kids movies. Like, that is a little too much. Uh, and it I've is, it is kind of creepy. I've seen those same lines delivered she... by adults. Yes, <laughs> by far. I love how flippant she is about, yeah, I only date older boys. Well, clearly, <laughs> yeah, statutory like is not a good story. Her motorcycle riding boyfriend. Her motorcycle riding boyfriend. Because she's like 13. 
Yeah, yeah right? it's disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Although I do love that she owns a scooter, and that's where Alan sits in the back. I love he that. Dude, I can't wait till we talk awesome. about that scene. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. like Peg such a power move. When we get into the oh, the mix. The mix. <laughs> oh, no, we're... We're in the thick of it now. <laughs> I feel like we're still talking about family. Oh, the okay. thick of it is queen playing and people are getting <laughs> shot in the leg. And oh yes. <laughs> like that's the mix of it. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to the, the battle scene for sure. Cause that is just awesome and gross and just, oof. Oh, for, for supposed to be a kid's movie. Uh, it is, it is and really poppy. Yeah, Spice yeah, for sure. The soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the soundtrack. Then oh, the soundtrack gold. to this movie. I am not ashamed to admit. Uh, when I was a gym going person, uh, and I would take my CDs with me to the gym, this one was always the soundtrack was always the very first CD I took with me. It is all uh, rock, you know, pop rock songs mixed like mixed with hip hop. I have it, right and here you've got it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like even the war. With Henry Rollins and Bone Thugs and Harmony, oh my gosh, it's so good. It was like every top chart, like chart yeah. top yeah. song yeah. for the top time. Topping songs mixed in with, yeah, with 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 hip hop. Like every each one of them is a remix, and each one of them is is great. Yeah, I used to. That was it was a perfect cadence to do my elliptical, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Those were some really good relaxing times. I know it's later in the film, and we are going to talk about the battle scene. Yep. But when they're like, when they gangster blast Spice Girls, then they're like, "This is mental warfare." And it I'm is just mental like, warfare. It is. It's this is what This is what they did to Nor- Noriega, right? No, is that what yeah, they said? this is what they did in Noriega. Yeah, yeah in Noriega. <laughs> I was like, we're getting technical here. All right, I'm there. I'm in it. I'm in it. She can text and be in a conversation. Oh, yeah, no. Chris is... uh, (laughs) You are the If I'm on my phone, I'm looking something up for this. Usually. (laughs) Or I'm looking looking at watching the movie on silent with with subtitles on so I can be clever and Didn't you do that? Weren't you doing that for 13 Ghosts? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's a good movie. Too. Did not work but, out yeah. as well as I wanted. Like no, planned it too. That's all right. We'll it fix it next time. <laughs> so yeah, soundtrack was good. Yeah, no, the soundtrack was, was freaking really good. And I so, yeah, back on track. Soundtrack. Good. <laughs> it's the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> While you're up there looking stuff, you should see if it's out of. Pr- it's probably out of print, but is it like really super expensive to buy? Just like was, the old CD. I was uh, um, looking up Now That's What I Call Music, the first edition, because oh. I had that on tape and I wanted to know what year it came out. Now because that we're talking, Now That's What I Call Music, because yeah. we're on like 113 or something now. Yeah. Because she's saying the top charting hits. Oh, it because has I owned it. most of that well, soundtrack had, yeah, has had, to be on a Now CD war, somewhere. Came out in um, 98, same year yeah. as this movie. Yep. Now That's Fun What fact. I Call Music was, was yep. volume war. one. Right on. Yep. That was definitely October there. 27th. Yep. So the... T- 20, what is that, 21 years? Oh, Jesus. 21, <laughs> 21st year anniversary is in like. I was going to say, they've got hundreds and hundreds of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll admit, when those were first coming out, I was picking those up and I stopped around seven or eight. It's like, I just can't do this anymore. I haven't even recognized half of these songs anymore. But those first. I only had the first one. That those was first few. Those, yeah, those first few albums were bangers. And I listened to Janet Jackson. The Janet Jackson song that was on there together again like nine thousand times. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I'm slowly. I'm. I'm looking I at. I also it. was in love with Hanson at that time. So whatever. <laughs> I do love they they did they did do remix with uh, Commando Elite, um, voiceover. 
um, in that classic, and the, the name of the song is uh, Escaping Me, but every marching band you've ever heard sings it. Hey! The name of the song is freaking... Ah, sweet. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You've got War with Tom Morello, Henry Rollins, Queen. Another One Bites the Dust with Queen, Pros, Free. Love is a Battlefield with Pat Benatar. Rock and Roll Part 2, Love Remove, Love Removal Machine. My City Was Gone, Surrender. Tom Sawyer, the Z Trip remix. Uh, yes, good, good stuff. Yeah, rock and roll part two. But yeah, Tom uh, Tom Sawyer, the Z, Z remix. I'm I'm hitting play because I'm just not, I'm not gonna touch the phone anymore. Yeah, it's a great, great soundtrack. And like I said, those some of those tunes throw on your in your gym in your gym. Yeah. Well, Thing. like, um, like I was probably about nine when this movie came out. But like, okay. Um, but like every single time, like a a song would come on, you just you get that nostalgic, like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I know this one too. Yeah, it's really oh. good. Um, it's really good. So yeah, add it add it to that list. <laughs> <laughs> Work out and have those horrible teenage <laughs> memories of being covered in acne. You know, do you? <laughs> <laughs> or being, you know. 18, 19 years old on your day off sitting in a movie in the air. <laughs> like, oh man, these toys are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get getting into somebody. Like I said, I I, I am the uh, I manage the toy department today and now, uh, uh, for my company. And I was I was pleasantly surprised, you know, being an adult now, and, and looking but, but watching the movie the other day, like how realistic the merchandising would have been if those toys. Well, they did make a series of toys for Kenner. Uh, in real life, but had they, if that was something that was hitting the market that was supposed to be really big, all those things that are seen in the movie would have been, would have been real. You have all the, the cardboard cutout advertisements. And then when they're, when they're, um, debuting the toys, they're from their war, they're from their, uh, boardroom. If you look in the background, there's t-shirts and mugs and, and all the peripheral toys and other things, the the tie-ins that were were real, but in a real world setting, that that stuff is freaking everywhere. Like this week, uh, on Friday actually, toy, uh, Frozen Two. So like I have to go into work early on Friday to set out all the Frozen. You're just smiling. Oh. <laughs> all the Frozen Two uh, bullshit comes out, as well as the Star Wars Episode Nine stuff oh, on the Jesus same Christ. day. So I'm like crap. What am I? So I'm gonna have to set all the Star Wars stuff first because those neck beards will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's like, well, I'm gonna go soon get as some you of those. Cut off the <laughs> no, the, yeah, they, they've already been calling the one, which is great, cool. So uh, we'll be doing the uh, doing the Star Wars toys and then the Frozen. Like I know those 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 moms aren't gonna get up that early to come and get the. There's the gonna be don't toys, two but... very different demographics. Yeah, but both aggressively toys aggressively in yeah, the same exactly. aisle. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I feel I really, like I want to get popcorn and a lawn chair and just sit and watch the debacle. Like a hardcore Star Wars toy collector and a Karen wants yes. <laughs> to get their Frozen I'm Two, <laughs> Frozen Two toys in the I same want day. To oh, see this that's that's a good battle. That's a better battle than the Commando Elites versus the Gorgonites, <laughs> or versus the families yeah. at that point. <laughs> Commando really versus should... human. I guess that's a. 
something we could talk about since we haven't really yet is the Commando Elite and the Gorgonites. Oh, yeah. The very full-fleshed characters. Each one has its own, I mean, has a really cool, clever name, a different look, a different, um, just the attributes that they were, that they were into. You had Nick Nitro, Link Static, uh, the, the, the leader of the Commando Elites was Ch uh, Major Chip Hazard. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that a name. beautiful pun. I love that. Um, who was some of the other ones? There was Major Chip Hazard, um, I don't really Nick know any Nitro. of the Commando Elites. Uh, yeah, Link Static. Static. Kip, Kip Killug or Kip, something. Yeah, I can't remember. I just read a fact yeah. about him that, like, in Oregon, there was a guy with a name similar to his who did a bunch of terrible things. Oh, God. And so when Burger King, like we talked about, um, had the toys, they didn't put that specific character's toys really? in their meal in Oregon. Just in Oregon? Yeah, just in Oregon, because that's where it like happened, I guess. I know that they were like a huge deal. Like, So the, when the movie was being made, it was made... Originally, it was planned to be more of an adult-themed movie. Because the guy that made this movie, Joe Dante, he did Gremlins and Gremlins 2. He did a couple things from the Twilight... He did a, one of the segments from the Twilight Zone movie. Um, Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was really yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, that's... But makes sense when you look at as a whole, like Gremlins, this movie. Like, yeah. okay, that guy was this guy is made for for a Looney Tunes, because even even his segment in uh, the Twilight Zone movie is, is very much Looney Tunes, and Insano from the Gorgonites mm, mm -hmm. uh, is. I mean, the guy is a Insaniac is a spinning. I love him in yeah. spinning. Uh, and he has all the one-liners and the. He does have yeah. Oh, my little buddy. Yeah, he's yeah he he's got all. I love briefs. I love how Alan uh, tells Ocula not to sit, go be too close I to the know. TV because he goes it'll ruin your uh, eye. Uh, eye. Yeah. <laughs> and, his little oh. suction cup feet. And then he just runs back up. Yep. And then he's like, I understand <laughs> you so much. <laughs> yeah, Ocula is probably my favorite, and he also doesn't talk. And I'm like, Hi, Ocula is I love pretty you. cool. It's an you. eye with with suction cup. And then yeah. he almost dies from their their surrender tape oh. like <laughs> launch thing yeah. where he gets stuck to the wall. I was like, please don't be dead. <laughs> You're like, I will throw this movie across <gasps> the, the whole room. I'm so attached to these Gorgonites. It's ridiculous. They're so cute, and they're just so innocent. Like, well, and the they way really it, are when the whole setup hippies, is done. Right. Dude, when they decide to like break loose, though. They freaking tear it up. Yes, yeah. they oh, yeah. do. And they, when oh, they, yes. In the beginning scene, when they're when uh, Archer's talking to Chip, and he's like, and Chip, I don't remember what he says to him, basically, we're going to fight now. And Archer's like, we just want peace. And then, of course, the soldiers the are like, we're going to kill you. Like, what? Get out of <laughs> a lot of death. Like, I feel a like that's very, <laughs> it's very indicative. I, the I feel American like it's today. the never-ending debate, like, the fight of jocks versus like the goth artsy kids for but real. now in a like toy anime setting. toy setting yeah. <laughs> yeah. where we're just like we just want to create weird shit man just leave us alone <laughs> yeah, and they're real. like but we need to give you another swirly yep because i cannot survive Why are you doing I this? Don't because do this. we because always I hate have myself. this is what we have to do have to. yeah it is kind of Pretty crazy. The very beginning when they're when the, the two those two first characters we first meet them, and every time the adults turn away, Chip Hazard is trying to attack Archer to the one point. I, I love that line where he's got him cornered and he's holding a compass. He's gonna stab him. He's like, "Face your death." 
or <laughs> you gorgonite scum. Yeah, He's like all savage, cool. dude. Yep. Yeah. Don't don't face get death like a coward. You gorg- like holy crap. And then moving on, I, and I and I and it's the same thing from Toy Story where the adults are around or where the people are around, they hold still. They don't. And yeah, then when they're gone, then they come to life, just like in Toy Story, which is really, especially that first scene was, it was just, wow, it was kind of intense. Yeah. So Very they, intense. so they, they go about to make this movie and they're basically wanting to make a Toy Story Gremlins because like I said, it's the guy that made <laughs> I mean, Gremlins. that is what it is. So I mean, yeah. they did, they were it basically so did. True. They hit the hammer. And that's why the password is Gizmo. That's totally why the password is Gizmo. <laughs> and yeah. And I also read that he, uh, that Alan has like a gremlin skull type thing on his computer desk and stuff. Some like just weird yeah. little. There oh, is a lot of cute. stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a Power Man 5000 poster for. <laughs> there's nothing about that kid. It's like, yeah, I like Power Man 5000. I mean, he probably would now, but in 98, he wouldn't have <laughs> He's like a director now. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That hmm. makes sense because of his that stoicness. Does make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they wanted, so he's basically making a new uh, Gremlins, and then halfway through, once they brought on the the toy company, the Kenner Toys, they decided that they were going to go the opposite direction and gear it more towards kids. That's why it is kind of uneven, I think, because there is some really intense scenes when uh, the Commando Elites like just go crazy in the garage and make all these murder. All yeah. these murder cars. To yeah. Queen. How yeah, do they make so much murder vehicles within like a day? Because yeah. they've got the military chip thing. It's like a super. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they don't have to eat that. But where did they is... learn it from? Like, I don't, it's, I don't think it's, they... Well, no. It's so they, they glaze over in the beginning where they're like, when he's putting into the old school desktop and the green yeah. writing of like, oh, I want. So a high quality doll with a high arts. quality yeah. chip military, from the military. military. Yeah. Right. Super chip. yeah, he's yeah. Their missile guidance systems. Well, when I was in the nineties, you could just buy a bunch of military kits. I know, right? Just just a thousand, just a thousand microchips. It's fine. No, but they talk about um when they go into the microchip guy and they he tells them it's 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 in their software. It's not. It's whatever the software is written to do. Um, it can learn from it. It learns from, but I'm trying to figure out where they learn to make vehicles because I feel like even though I want to say that was mentioned. Other, I, I got this. Oh yeah, side note they they were programmed to be the best, mili- the best are, military right, to learn right. whatever their habit I would, was. I or, would take. Well, I would think about it this way. So like for example, when they're uh, looking at Phil Hartman's house and. He looks at her drink and like analyzes it, and then yeah, the confirms gin and tonic. Gin yeah. and tonic. So I imagine oh, yeah, that, that they go that out sense. and they're in the garage, and he's like saw skateboard, sawboard, yeah, sawboard or whatever. But this was that the '90s. Sense. We made movies in ninety to hundred minutes, <laughs> not three hours long. Like couldn't build that out. Yeah, you you have to infer a lot of this movie. <laughs> but yeah, they put a nail gun on a wagon and. He can drive it around and shoot stuff, and then yeah, we were talking about before we, before we went on the air that the one the one guy shoots corn cob corn on the cob holders, those little <laughs> yellow things. I love with their our weapons. two prongs. Oh my gosh! And he just, just shoots that kid in the leg. So you can really tell that the unevenness for I mean you have things like that, and then you have other 
just the wackadoo Gorgonites just being so weird and goofy and uh they're innocent. They're yeah, like they are monsters, innocent. but they're so innocent. They're, yeah. And it's um So you can kind of see where they it was supposed to be more for like older kids and then they well no, we're also you know, we, we're on Burger King commercials. They're like, Oh well we'll Burger just King. throw in a pun every thirty seconds Gosh, and um, <laughs> boom, kids my, movie. My favorite pun is after um Nick Nitro gets chopped in half in the garbage disposal mm-hmm. and he's like Nick Nitro falling in and like, <laughs> like I don't know why my one of my favorite lines in the movie is when they have the the Barbie Frankenstein zombie yes, thing that they're creating. Yes, that is a huge deal. Yeah, for but, sure. But um I love this bald new dar- or Barbie walking up being like what does they say? Cannon fodder Gwendy reporting for duty yeah, and I'm can, like can. <laughs> dead yeah the, the 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 frankenstein scene with the with the okay they're gwendy dolls i mean they're barbies unbelievable and you don't see that coming that just comes out of completely left field no way. and it is terrifying well especially were, considering it starts out with the dudes being like they're so hot so i'm figuring yeah, first it's gonna, they're gonna be start like companions boating cool. these things and then they're like we need you need reinforcements, yep. and then it pops up. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, and what? then they start, yeah, they start cannibalizing them and tearing them apart, and and using Nick Nitro's head. Dude, that was uh, gnarly. The, yeah, when he rips that off, rips the face off. Is oh, it? Yeah. And they turn all those uh, Gwendy slash Barbies uh, as yeah as cannon fodder. fodder. I the, one thing I did love because I did rewatch that scene because I was just like I forgot how much I loved this as a child. Is like when they're doing the conveyor belt where they're like cutting open like uh-huh. the little chest piece to put the thing in. Yeah. Is it's like it's your standard nineties like commercial fashion music where it's like da 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 da. Oh yeah. No, like it's just really very well. it's soothing really cool. for a second and then it's yep. like and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah, I love the lines that the little Gwendy dolls say. Like oh, Do I have um, a boyfriend? Or do you want to be my boyfriend? Like all these yeah. really weird now I get to play with you. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. Like, See, that's uh, one that that line in, in those scenes are, are actually one of my. I love favorite every lines. Gwendy yeah, line Gwendy that's is... ever ever was put into that movie. I love every single one of them. I still crack up that they're in camo bikinis. Yeah, yeah. with their bald, warped heads. And, and I think one of them is wearing Nick Nitro's face, yeah. which is. Awesome. <laughs> watch it. I so want to see cool. that. I was looking for it last night. I didn't see it, but I could have missed it. But it was one of the, my favorite lines. They've got, they've got um, Kristen Dunst tied up, and uh, Chip Hazard's you know telling her you know is you now they're basically torturing her, mm-hmm. and he looks dead ass at the camera and goes, "Are you scared? <laughs> We're all scared." You just have to be crazy not to be scared. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And it's like, so this wow. is a kid's movie, And it's hey? Tommy Lee Jones. And it's That's Tommy Lee Jones. You're just like, yeah. oh, God. He, he drove to a sound studio. <laughs> he said these lines. And, oh, my God. He, he I don't probably even... said that at 8 in the morning with his first cup of coffee. Probably. It was just like, crazy not to be scared. And next. His daily oh mantra. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> terrifying. We're Absolutely terrifying. Well, and I love that her boyfriend's standing outside trying to figure out, like, an excuse to come yeah, up. He like, just, my like, bike won't start. And then he hears her screaming, ringing up. It just bounces out. Ooh. Yeah. And one <laughs> and then of he, the like, Gwendy just... dolls, when they get thrown, are you dumping me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you dumping that. me? 
that does that does add a level because oh, you know we're we're kind of it's kind of cringy that she's flirting with the guy but like still dating older men but she still cares she still collects these barbie these gwendy dolls yeah like, she uh, really confuses me for the age to... she's performing yeah like, i was per- not like, i was not super keen girl you got more her, game uh, than me at 30 character. and i don't know how to do yeah i don't know <laughs> at this point i think i think with that was very uh she's flirting with this boy and then dating this boy and then having dolls and i think a lot of it is uh his mom and dad issues, you know? She's trying to find attention where she can. Yeah. Because totally, dad is you super into the tech stuff when mom is drinking herself to death. Mm-hmm. So, out. look at yeah, that. Yeah, she's totally checked out. Totally And then out. Alan's acting out because dad's stressed out and doesn't trust him with anything for no reason. And so okay. then, you know. <laughs> the Be okay. Kind Rewind. We, we talk nice about these movies. But <laughs> if I have a troubled son who is in trouble with the law to the point where I have to move town. Arson. Arson. <laughs> Arson of all things. Well, he was caught because he called in a bomb threat. Yeah. So I have to buy a new house. I have to take my business, my fairly toy, toy business. So it had to have been lucrative at some point to a new town. I am not going to let this said juvenile delinquent watch the store over a weekend where you make most of your money. And two, if I'm supposed to explode an electrical box, you're not. Gonna I am not gonna let my there. kid to climb up that damn. That was ridiculous. I was like, right, what the? What? Yeah, who's up there by himself? I'm eight. like, how did you, you? get up there? Yeah, there's a group of an adults, and they're like, send the child. Yeah, and he's like, I'll do it. Even the dad's like, you know, you don't have to do this, but I'm glad you are. Yeah, <laughs> take one for the team, son. Like, yeah, I totally. Don't even, like, I don't even see a ladder anywhere. Like, no, how you did literally you get up there? Earn there's your place back at the dinner table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is a war like going on games. in the front lawn. Can you just go up the yeah. the, the pole and and uh, yep. mom is and is, is lo- lobbying fire? Oh, even before even before when when the commandos attacked the house, they're like, okay, Alan, you go put out those fires. We're gonna go hide in the closet. If you notice, he's the one that sent it to the kitchen yeah. or the dining room to put the fires out when they're just sitting there like I, walk over and kick it <laughs> it's an action figure but there is the mom who uh who does the uh the tennis racket the tennis with the racket. fire tennis ball well, she mom is, is my favorite savior. person yeah she is in the dope. entire battle scene yeah alan's mom is freaking dope yeah. alan's dad is a nutcase and no wonder he has uh anger issues the fact and that damn near triggering neighborhood did not burn to fire yeah. by the end of this the they had Alan to take care of that problem Alan does everything he, the I fact don't... no neighbors came out during this whole I love thing. how they address that I oh it's just it. Phil Hartman is playing with his his, his, his techie stuff his techie, his techie stuff. stuff and then just slams the window and it's like so the whole neighborhood goes <laughs> to sleep at <laughs> 11 o'clock with Spice Girls gangster blasting through yeah, the whole they, neighborhood no one okay, even looks cool. like ah nope just, just him up to his old things <laughs> it's just his shenanigans it's just up oh, yep, his old tricks <laughs> Yeah, there there were a couple of things there. I was like, man, this is does not make a lick of sense. But oh well, it's still awesome. It is and a it's still very entertaining so ride. Cool. Yeah, the that end battle in the front yard is just it is almost everything that you wanted from a Toy Story. Like I want just a, a toy battle and see what that looks like. Looking uh, doing research for this movie as late as 2014, they were going to do a spiritual sequel reboot sort of gonna bring them back 
Um, I was looking up on Wikipedia, which is, I'm sure is bullshit, but it sounded really fascinating to me called Toy Mageddon. Mm. And it was going to be a continuation of this battle because these toys have to go somewhere. They can't just immediately destroy all of them right away. That takes some time. Well, they recall them all, but that's going to take some he, time. Oh, he, he says at the end he's going to ship them off to uh, to f- into another country. He's like, yeah. I know people in another country that love to play with these. I remember he's like, oh, just add a couple extra zeros to the end. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you know how much you you know how much were these toys? Oh, I thought he sent them off to the military. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So these things in this universe would still exist. I want to see that story. So in this universe, Africa or somewhere is just overrun with with, toy soldiers. Toy soldiers. Just like destroying villages. Yeah, just absolutely (laughs) just running scattershot. Uh, This was one of 200 different movie uh, projects that were in different stages that when Disney bought 20th Century Fox, like just... Oh. And this was one of them on that list of movies, the Toy Mageddon, which that's why well, really Frozen Two of, and not now a now small soldiers two. two and not this yeah Toy Mageddon. Well, if if we were gonna see anything continued, I would like to see because they send the Gorgonites off on that rinky uh, dink wooden on their boat, own. Oh, the little wooden boat, yeah, which is such a adventure. sweet. I yeah. see him getting two miles downstream, and that and thing then just, just collapsed. <laughs> it did look pretty shady to begin with. That I one want... rhino-looking guy is like, oh. I you just got to be so pessimistic. Where <laughs> they have to like battle a fox or a raccoon. Right. Right, I love <laughs> or or a raccoon befriends them and loves them and builds a home for them, or maybe a beaver. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're gonna like fight the raccoon and befriend the squirrels and ride the squirrels because size-wise. You it know nothing too. about squirrels. You don't true. trust. We have you a resident squirrel. That is the big plot twist at the end. Yeah, that's the, yeah. The squirrels. No, squirrels, squirrels are effing terrible. Squirrels are not. <laughs> we uh, we rehab squirrels at my house, and we oh have. Oh God, I've right done now, that. No, have, they're they're the devil. They they can be. Yeah, they can. So right now we have. Until you post a picture of, of one of them in your on your shoulder, Joey, and it's adorable. Yes, and like, they I are adorable. I know. No, they're really lovely until. They get to be. Here's some squirrel fun facts for you. Squirrels are like, um, if you've ever, uh, the Vulcans from Star Trek get, go through a thing called Ponfar, where they get all horned up and they're just insufferable. Squirrels do the same goddamn thing. I shit you not. They go through the same kind of like when they go through puberty, they are just insufferable little shits. They are like the dolphins of the land. And I'm not a big fan of dolphins. That is I the only they're... way the final battle would have gotten better is if squirrels got like were intervening during the battle. Just so this is what. Acorns. So let's 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 <laughs> just like battling both okay. sides. I so would love it. So here we go. We've got it's I've created ten my years own in the future. Movie. Okay, <laughs> the Gorgonites that were made that were recalled escape the... the warehouses and they join the other Gorgonites in the in the forest. They go to Gor- uh, Gorgon. Which, which is two miles up the road by some trees. Some, yeah. It's great. So it's a great life. Now have. you've got generations of these peaceful hippies. And then you also have these commando elites that have been, you know, they've been fighting guerrilla warfare in the jungles of Africa for. Could you imagine mm-hmm. what they could do in a garage with a month versus a day? With a day. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't want to know what they can <laughs> I don't want so to know. So the sequel is, is there's a third, there's a third, there's a, a third collection of toys and they have to go, they have to join up and fight them because that's how these things work. I've seen Angry Birds too. That's how these <laughs> things work. It's the same thing. <laughs> yep. You have two rival groups. They're going to have to, yep. Your, your enemy, your friend of your enemy, your enemy, your friend is your, whatever. They have to join up to fight a third 
a third different thing and it's a different it's a new toy it's Ooh. and i'm trying to think of what that third and that is chucky and oh, yeah. now we're just gonna tie in well, all the dolls then, of horror that i've grown up toys. with oh yeah in this day and age it's probably just an ipad that's playing youtube videos <laughs> <laughs> entertaining a child of uh, entertaining a child of other kids playing with toys it's that weird new movie I forgot what it's called with uh, one of the workaholics guys when he's just like plugging in and out his phone and it's just like plug it in and out and, and it's like his uh, his phone falls in love with him hmm yeah, something really <laughs> fucked up. Look out for that in theaters real soon. No thing. Uh, that sounds like know. that's not. That's, that, that sounds, sounds like the storyline from Thirty Rock where James Franco falls in love with an anime pillow. See? Well, to me that sounds sounds like, like her. Phone hub. And it's her. Phone hub. Phone hub. Phone hub. I like it. It no, is it sounds also like her. another exciting yeah, website like you can visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> losing track. Mm. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm I'm curious now. Which way? <laughs> uh, lots of different ways. Of- <laughs> you want to talk about Squirrel Pond Far? We can talk about that if you want. <laughs> the never-ending battle the between never- the squirrels and the all squirrels. the the yeah. I just want to see action you know, figures. Archer and that <laughs> oh that that slam fist guy. This is my friend. This and it's a little squirrel. Friend. It's like, dude, don't mess with that squirrel. Those uh, things are mean. <laughs> when they all run in and they're fighting and they're uh the um and they're like, Oh, these dolls don't talk and that little little um guy with the fist, I can't Slam fist. Slam, Slam fist. fist, yeah. Slam he's fist. just like but they're my friends. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just love so why, why are you the guy that talks first? Well, yeah, and they're in the trash, and he's like, we was hiding, Archer. Yeah. We, we was, was trying. Uh, yeah. He just makes yeah, my heart melt every time. I just don't know why. Uh. Yep, so that's how, I mean, if you've listened to our show before, we spoil these movies, and I'm sorry, we're going to spoil a 20-year-old movie for you. So by 20 the way, years old. Oh my God. So yeah. Still enjoy so it. the Gorgonites survive. They they destroy all the Commando elites because they oh they they set off an EMP from an electrical box in front of a house, which I thanks to the can Spice that happen? Girls, right? I have no idea. I don't think so. I I'm don't think you, I'm not an electrician either. Can but... we talk about the the mathematics of um? What John or Jay Moore and uh, who David David, David Cross. Cross David Cross? Yeah. How they're just like, yeah, we'll just jam a fuse box and it's gonna destroy the. Well, James Cross was like he was supposedly really smart, right? Yeah, yeah they're a bunch of yeah nerds. That's what they, he's okay. called. They let the nerds do their thing. Look, obviously, I'm not gonna be the one that figures out how to also, blow up a, a neighborhood. My uh... transformer, but like. <laughs> My favorite questionable moment is when she, like you mentioned earlier, makes Alan get on the back of the moped and they're running away. (gasps) They're dodging things and they hit that jump and it's like E.T. kind of. They like fly through the air and then the little car's like into the water. (laughs) That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I yeah, I used to ride a scooter like that, and yeah, you would have crashed immediately. <laughs> you would have me- nose yeah, first, you're... dude. You wouldn't even have got it off the no, ground. No, you're not but... jumping a scooter. No. <laughs> I wonder how many scooter crashes happened after that. After people watched that scene. Well, not enough people made jump. the move. Watch that, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm gonna jump this scooter. <laughs> All the people that made it to the movie probably were people <laughs> that make did not. <laughs> afford scooters they were either the seven, <laughs> yeah they were either, they're only seven to nine year olds 
or or eighteen year old kids that were were off work that night. <laughs> so I didn't have I didn't quite have my scooter yet. <laughs> so the Gorgonite survived the EMP pulse by hiding under uh, surprise surprise that giant satellite dish from the beginning of the movie. And yeah, when when he finds them, it's like we was hiding him. Oh my gosh! My heart, I cried. Oh. I totally cried. Oh I my gosh! Did. I, Alan didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> Alan didn't. Yeah, he had no emotion. Like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, well, cool story, bro. Now I, I'm stuck with you for the rest yeah. of my fucking life. Is that you're what you're trying to stare at your lifeless corpse? I'm gonna <laughs> steal my dad's boat. You can have that if you want. <laughs> yeah. And the one he went ballistic over, you remember? Yeah, that one. Yeah, right. just the one where one. it was questionable whether his dad hit those kids. Like I had really, I, I it, he didn't. That kid did not get hit enough. Uh, oh, Brett! Oh my god! Not, if, He's oh. trying to blow up his school and lighten fires. Oh my god! There's something well, no, wrong. What he somewhere. did was he got a, a well-paying job. Apparently, is what he well, was offered. Well, and for. also, like you remember when um, what Dennis Miller walks through and he just like hands out. He has his assistant just handing well, out checks Larry. to every per. De- sorry, Dennis Miller. No, you're, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> fucking just handing out checks to like, oh, you're gonna even speak to me. Here's my assistant and a check. That's oh, you're gonna speak to me. Here's. Yeah, Check. that's literally the, 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 the interesting okay. part about this movie is there is no moral. There is no, like, I'm a better person now. Maybe, okay, so I'm Kristen Dunst and I'm not going to bang older dudes. And I'm <laughs> Kevin Dunn. I'm not going to lose my temper and verbally harass my strangely respect uh, responsible son. And, but there's no, like overarching like moral that you could take away for yourself that like i'm gonna be a better person because i've seen this like literally it's a terrible battle in the front yard and then dennis leary comes in and his and his assistant the lovely league named miss kegel miss kegel thank you i died i laughed so hard at the even the 18 year old joey didn't get that joke so it oh took my God. 39 years old to like oh that is i that is so, was, I was just, like i was like is that intentional i'm not I sure well, but you have i have to replay it, it. Well, like when you message me that yeah. out of nowhere like <laughs> Just out of nowhere, I'm sitting. All of a sudden, I got a text message from you. Oh, Miss Kegel. Miss Kegel, all in capital letters. Joey's like, like what? what? What the hell are you and talking I... about, you psycho? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rightfully, yeah. you should probably ask me what I'm talking about because most oh. likely my brain's going a million miles a minute, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. However, yeah, <laughs> I was like, no... is it intentional? I'm not sure, but I'm in I, love I, with I, it. I really don't see an overarching like moral that you could take from from this movie to better yourself other than you just want Dennis Leary to show up and write you checks. Well, because I Because that's literally, like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't the, be the, opposed. The, that one family kind of, okay, well, we can work together, which they kind of were already. Like, the, the delinquent son cared enough that his dad didn't have his plane ticket on him, so he, like, hauled ass. He locked the store. No, he didn't and, care. He was It's because he had those toys in his in his shop, and he didn't want his yeah, dad to come yeah, back to the guess, shop yeah, and pick yeah, up yeah, his yeah, plane yeah, ticket. Yeah, that's true. But that's very still, selfish. Yeah, yeah, that was very yeah, much a selfish act. You're, you're right. You're, you're right. But I, I don't know. There's I, just no... The moral of the story well, is Kristen Dunst's brother, because he it was his birthday, okay. and he wanted a toy, and it ended up being the soldier and, you know, yeah, all yeah. the... Sh- okay. And at the end, when he's like, 
all I want for my birthday is clothes. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's not great. to be selfish. That's true. That's, yeah, that's exactly. The, don't be selfish. <laughs> Sensible clothes are a perfect gift. Yeah, not and an again, $80. Now that we're going into the here, holiday like, season, would, please yeah. prepare for all your socks and underwear for your yeah. Christmas gifts. Boxes of breeze. Ah, no, seriously. <laughs> as long as that has lace on it, I'm, I'm in it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um... <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I do not understand if there's any moral there's, to this movie, but it's very entertaining. It's it very has a fun. fantastic soundtrack. And I really, it, there, and those characters you do, I'm not the adults, screw them, but those, especially the Gorgonites, you want, I really wish there was just more of They could that. have made this whole movie without a human in it, and it would have been just 100%. as wonderful. Yes, yes. <laughs> you just fall in love with those Gorgonites. Like, you're, oh, yeah. they're just like my little babies through the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just adorable. like, so so against the soldiers and I'm like no don't get them mm-hmm. I might have cried like three times through the movie it's, <laughs> it's normal know. whatever yeah looking it's at the fine. list of the, the 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 soldiers is really crazy too you had uh, Ernest Borgnine and um, Jim Brown and the link static was his name um, escapes me, but yeah. So they had car- they had guys from the Dirty Dozen as the soldiers, and then Spinal Tap as the Gorgonites. Which and then the Gwendy dolls was Christina Ricci and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! I, wonderful. Absolutely no wonder wonderful. I fell in love with them as a child wonderful, before I even knew that. I was wonderful. like, Oh, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I love they've got like. Uh, exacto knives like taped to their arms they're just yeah they got stabby. the exacto knives there's the one who delivers the most lines and she just has like a paper clip on her morphed head that's shaved and I'm like yeah. girl you're me every morning I wake up before my coffee what, what, and I what did the one say it? that didn't have a face she just had, had a set of eyes oh I love her oh um, I can't remember she says did I just... overpluck my eyebrows ah! <laughs> loved her loved her oh my god did <laughs> I overplug my eyebrows? <laughs> You're good, girl. You're good. Just um, fill it in. It's fine. Just fill it in. <laughs> well, considering it was 98, everybody's eyebrows were thin anyway. So yeah, it's what you did. It's really, really hard to overplug your eyebrows. At that point. I have rethought my stance on this. I, I was a firm believer, and I guess to an extent, it's true. This movie does. You know, so there's elements of Gremlins. There's elements of Toy Story in it. To me, I don't don't think I mentioned this earlier. It always was the, a lot of, there's a lot of similarities to this movie to the first Transformers movie. A lot. Even the dad is the same. It's the same dad. Um, And you've got Alan Abernathy and Sam Witwicky. And... The, the similarities, you know, the, the good guys in Transformers are, like, really cool. Um, you know, you've got the Camaro and, you know, Optimus Prime's the the diesel, the semi-truck, but he's got, like, really cool flames. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're attractive. They're cool. And then you have the, the bad guys from Transformers, which is, like, Barricade, which was the cop car. And so you have these authoritative, you know, the authority, the authoritative... Uh, characters which are the, the the bad guys and there's a lot of similarity similarity especially like when the the autobots are hiding from the parents in the house in transformers i mean the 
almost the house looks the same. Like it just, <laughs> there's so many. Instead of being microchips, they're they they were aliens, but they were still like all the technology that Earth that we have on Earth came from came from the the Decepticons. I kind of so. like this idea where for some reason AI still is kind of has a childlike mindset. Yes. Where it's like, oh, there's an adult behave. Yeah. That's what's so it's interesting about it. That's why you have that toy story. Wait a second. They still pause. What They're is fly, it about but, an adult? Yeah. Like they shouldn't have that comprehension. And nope. it's just something that you see over until and over. Yeah. Until the adults are viewed as the threat, as you know, the Gorgonite stronghold. They're just like, oh, crap. They're around us. We can't move. Yeah. Very interesting. And then Archer's able to shut off his his light at will and like I'm just gonna be a toy right now and I don't know, it's really cool. Then he asks him later, why why didn't you say anything? And then he replays, Alan, now shut up <laughs> where Alan, Alan's no saying that. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me. This oh. Wendy doll quote I like is uh all my makeup is cruelty free. Yeah, I think I just need a list of Gwendy quotes just Gwendy for quotes. my everyday life. They're Every so fucking good. They're so good. You need good. a calendar with a daily Gwendy quote. Yeah, just like, is there some... They really throw a lot of them in there, too. Like, she's yeah, only there for just, about 10 minutes. She's going. Do, 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 do. Yeah, freaking can it... Uh, that fodder Gwendy is that what her name was? Yeah. <laughs> Cannon fodder Gwendy Can- reporting Gwen. for duty. I love how the very her. first one they show is freaking Jackie Kennedy Onassis Gwendy doll. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you have well, and I just literally did my Marilyn and Jackie Onassis. You did uh, practice before coming here, so there's synchronicity. There is synchronicity. <laughs> it's like you were meant to be here, right? <laughs> Yeah, this I, I really love this movie. I remember when the, the they made real toys. They even were continuing on. They made a chip hazard that had like action armor, different. And there was even one, another Gorgon Knight that was like made out of lava. Um, his name's escaping. I saw. I was looking him up earlier. Like they were really, they tried. Like to, they really wanted to make this a real property. Uh, the movie cost about forty million to make. They made about seventy some odd million, so they almost doubled. Not enough to continue this the series and I'm sorry I don't it didn't I don't know I guess going back to what we talked about at the very beginning like if this you know since this was Phil Hartman's last movie I think that he showcased very well in this movie yeah. as the the smarmy neighbor the he 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 has a memorable you know his just. I don't know. I'm I'm glad that it was something like this that he, one of his final movies, and not like Chris Farley's uh, Almost Heroes. Especially that watching movie, so. um, Phil Hartman uh, with the satellite guy. Yeah, where he so. goes off about the Earth's axis and all this stuff, and he's like, "Because of this tree," and the installer's guy, like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's just <laughs> like, whatever you say at this point. What he did, uh, what he, it was just, he was just so good and so amazing in a lot of different things, and. And it's not that he's not getting the respect he deserves. He's just not, you know, he, he's not one that comes up on your list right away when you think of, like, really good, famous, funny people that have passed or otherwise. And it, it, the... He's definitely yeah. one of those wonderful reminders that as soon as you hear his name or see his face, mm-hmm. you 
just have this instant feeling of joy. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't. Did not have that. You know, that boyish charm we were talking about with Chris Farley. We were talking about Coneheads last week. But, I mean, come on, the, the guy was on Pee Wee's Playhouse. I mean, come on. <laughs> He was, he was captain. He was captain. Co- he was he was captain Carl. Like yeah. Phil Hartman was amazing. So, yeah. oh, any final thoughts, uh, Mr. Brett Haney? This is your time to shine. You brought us this movie. <laughs> I want you to give us the the final. Give us a good uh, hard sell if we haven't talked this movie enough up for the last. So hour. if you haven't seen this movie and you definitely want to see it after listening to this amazing podcast you need to <laughs> um dude yeah i don't know uh, you guys said there's no moral and i guess that's right but it's still an all i feel an all-around still okay movie it's a great movie. um i felt like i had, you, you put me when you said this is your time to shine i'm I sorry i didn't mean I, I i i didn't mean <laughs> to do that i, I apologize like, oh no i apologize i apologize no um it was cool. There's, I mean, it's just, it's like any kind of kid-ish movie. Yeah. There's parts that, like, like when he blew up the electrical box and fell two and a half stories and was fine. No big deal. <laughs> oh, Didn't just my. get electrocuted. My stars. Fall. Five months oh. ago, I slipped in the tub and gave myself a concussion falling what four feet you could cut so, yourself falling in the tub yeah i went to the hospital and i had to explain that to multiple people that i'm 80 years old on the inside <laughs> it was great but this kid can fall two and a half stories off a pole mm-hmm. head first and it's just like no big d it's fine i worked at a doctor's <laughs> office once and i was leaning over i was getting the waiting room ready for the day and i leaned over literally at a five degree angle to turn the radio on and something in my back just went and I could barely walk for like four days. <laughs> I, I literally just leaned right. forward and that was it. And I couldn't I, I couldn't move, I couldn't do anything. And so this is why we can't have for... military chips put into our toys. <laughs> toys. Yeah, because it would take not take them very long at all to overrun this. It would be very, very easy for them to do. Yeah, so. that that was another thing. They uh they took over people really like the yeah. Wendy dolls. Yeah. There's like five of them. They're like, oh, oh no, I'm just going to fall They're down. Like, pun, 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 and you're down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or what's he said? What's the, what are you packing? Packing? Packing you and shoots that net at the back. <laughs> yeah, packing you. <laughs> so yeah, it is a really cool mix of kid movie meets. The, the, the puns the, and the, the violence the, is what make it a, an Yeah, adult it's got the, yeah, the sensibilities of... I want to say it's got the sensibilities of Gremlins 2. Now, that is a, a whole other... Because Gremlins 2, I think, is perfect from top to bottom. I love Gremlins 2. And it's, so it's got the ridiculous um, sensibilities of Gremlins 2 mixed in with some very, you know middle of the road safe kid movie plot that is whether you're a, a youngster or someone who's older it's it's a fun fun movie it's i like enjoy shrek. the crap out of it it is a lot yeah. like shrek yeah there's have, something for very everybody. much for the little kids but then, then you have grown-up puns the yep. kids will have no idea until we another can't 10 yeah. Years. yeah yep and so uh <laughs> doing a new segment here we're, we're, we're getting the tucker who's my five-year-old his what his take of the movie because I've had him watch almost all these movies except 13 Ghosts 
Um, and he didn't watch uh, Sergeant Pepper because he wouldn't have watched it anyway. But um, I, I made, I've had him watch most of these movies. Small Soldiers, he lost his damn mind. He loved it. He laughed. And I thought he was going to get scared, especially with the Gwendy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, no, he loved it. He was shaking. He was so excited. Oh, that's cute. He was just loving it. So Tucker approves. Nice. Uh, Tucker's small, take so, is approved. Tucker's take is, yeah, he approves. He, for a five-year-old with the the attention span of a squirrel, he he sat he sat for, for an hour and a half and, and, and loved it and wanted to watch it again today. So yeah, it's it's Tucker welcome approved. to the next three months of your life. It's Tucker approved. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, Brett, this uh, is your fault. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That's okay. Joey's I love this this movie. I, like I said I own this movie on DVD. I, I own the soundtrack. I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I knew it was. I I may not have needed to watch it, but I wanted to, and I was just. This is another movie where I, I got my notes out and I started writing, and five minutes later, I was like, yeah, screw that. And I just sat and watched it and enjoyed it. It was just so much fun. Um, Chris, I'm glad you were able to finally watch. I'm glad yeah. you were able to check it out. It's so cute. Uh, I loved it. I'm always nervous when I bring you a movie because there's not a lot that you've seen. It's like, there's this. I'm terrible with the, movies. The, I really the am. The fact that you're always game for like, like – I sent you like the poster or something or the, yeah, the, I was the like, cover. Yeah, that looks fun. All Sold. Right. I like it. I don't know Sounds what I'm looking good. at, but I, I'm willing to like Works it. Works for so. me. <laughs> well, it, I, I'm really bad at seeking things out myself. And so when people bring me things, I'm like, okay, well, we'll do this. We'll and then watch this. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. And so, and, and my friends have gotten over the fact that I've, I, people ask me, have you seen this? No. What? They've pretty much gotten over the, the shock value now. So, you know. When I, it's usually a shock value when I have seen a movie. It's the opposite. <laughs> well, uh, 13 Ghosts was something that you had seen yes. before. You were all about. Yes, so absolutely. That was one that I had not seen until yep. we did the show. The tides were turned that week. And Now, Molly, I do want to say I thank you for getting past your childhood trauma to see this. <laughs> childhood dog. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, wanna... I mean, I did see this as a child because my brother was five years older than me. So I did not get much choice in my nope. life. For my my younger nope. viewing, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but your the the trauma that you uh, let's let's relive that real quick. Oh your, yeah, your we're gonna relive my trauma. Your childhood so, trauma. <laughs> um, while I was growing up, my mother became obsessed with corner dolls. Now, <laughs> if you do not know what a corner doll is. It is about a three-foot-tall doll who stands in the corner with its hands up on its head. Now, if you turn these dolls around, they have no face. And we had one in every major room in my entire house. And this is when Chucky was coming out, when Toy Soldiers was coming out, when... All, Everything came to yeah. life. And I... <laughs> a lot of crap was coming to life. I am pretty sure I didn't sleep for about five years of my life um, oh, because God. of my pure terror. And I, I swear, I checked at least two, three times a night for a face, which, what was I going to do if there was a face on that doll? Be like, cool, are you going to uh, murder me or do I go back <laughs> to bed? Like, I'm not sure what to do at this point. But, uh, you know, you don't think ahead when you're a child. No. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I was one of those kids that had to sleep with my back turned to the door or to the open room because if I was going to get grabbed, apparently I, I'd rather be surprised than see a hand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like just, yeah, I had this conversation with somebody I know where they sleep with their feet off the bed and I'm like, 
but then the monster, but then they're gonna like Blue kill you from what? the f exactly. This I monster. was like, who are you, what? savage? Just, this is not okay. Sleeping that way, you yeah. obviously have a relationship I with that monster. I feel yeah, so relieved because yeah. I'm like, you're a savage. That is, that is. I'm like I said, I'm 39 years old. No, no. Uh -uh. <laughs> Thank you. It's not only me, but I was like, no. the monster I'm eats you from the foot feet. first, versus if your head's out, then you get yeah. eaten from the head first. Less trauma yeah. before you die. <laughs> they didn't get that. They didn't get it. I think they're thinking more of like intruders through the window where their feet are closer to the floor so they can hop off the bed and run fast. I guess it just depends That's on what movies guess. you grew up on. <laughs> I guess. Pretty, pretty, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that I want to go home and watch Small Soldiers again. Oh, uh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm off tomorrow. I already have it queued oh, on my phone. You? Nice. <laughs> you ready? Nice. Uh, Brett's Haney, thank you so much for, for uh, putting this movie on our radar. Uh, this was a of lot of fun. It's not one that I would have picked, and I'm grateful uh, that, for one, we were able to connect and get you on the show because I wanted to have you on for a while. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm always available. So Right on. If you have uh, any other options. Cool. Um, is there anything you inputs. would like to promote or plug or anything that you would like to say? to people that could be listening uh somebody who's listening to the show a year from now right <laughs> a year later uh no i mean you can always catch me at the open mics and stuff nice um, no shows right now that's and that's so, okay yeah my my show my my uh show calendar is empty too so but molly's isn't Molly's, where can we see you in the near future? Oh, Give I, us something to see. I ain't got Give too much. Um, so I, this Thursday, I'm doing another interview pod, or a video cast. I don't know what the fuck. You're doing a video? A video? Ye what are you doing? A vlog? Um, I think it's going to come out in the next two weeks afterwards. I don't know. I'm not a professional at this. Well, who, um, what show? Who is it? So it's called Your Kinky Friends, and they're gonna be interviewing me over burlesque. They do. Uh, Who's? Uh, uh, no, Nitra. I am very bad at this. Uh, Your Kinky Friends is the website. Okay. Uh, so you'll see me eventually on there. They mostly they do a lot of interviews with um, fetish. Okay. Kink transgender they did one with the burlesque one with the per uh pinup person nice. um so that's uh something that'll be coming out in the next couple weeks oh wonderful um i have a show with vice squiggly bones i cannot vice pronounce her production thing because you know what it is it's nobody the can gastromana it starts yeah. with a G and has 20 letters in it. It's it real good. Was, I think it and there is a, and I believe there's a K-U-N-T in there. Yeah, there that's... is a K-U-N-T. Yep, yep. He's got <laughs> he's got every word in that. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be at the balcony on the 25th. Nice. It's a Silent Hill themed burlesque oh, show. Oh, Chrissy, you're doing Guess that. Guess what? Chris. I'm in it too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, goodness. See, so we're wow. both in that. And then uh, come watch us do some dumb shit. Right? It has been. Nice. Has been. Come watch us nice. do some dumb shit. Do it. <laughs> dumb creepy shit. And then so far, I only have one show for uh, November, and that is a benefit show on November second at the balcony. I believe the benefits for P Planned Parenthood. I am right. showing up with Lucy Lepesh. Uh, oh, very cool. 
bringing out a terrible old orange creature that I do once in a while. Oh, God, Oh, my no. God, I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah. I love it when you do it. It gives me the weirdest boner. <laughs> That's of course, it. Like you my... feel so guilty for it's it. It's kind oh. of Molly style. But you see Molly weird boners. And <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're my friend, so it's even weirder in general. But <laughs> I, I, I oh, yeah. Gosh. Okay, cool. It's what I do. Nice. And then um, I have a random show December 5th. There's going to be some girls from the uh, cigarette burlesque troupe coming down for the Ooh. Denison show in December. And oh, I just came from nice. their town of Missoula earlier this right month. On. So cool, cool, cool. That's what I got so far. Sweet. Well, you can follow uh, Modest Molly on social media, uh, Brett Haney on social media as well, and Krissa, or you can as Hope Chest. Come find me in Hope Chest. And yeah. Hope Chest. Um, thank you so much, you guys. I, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, out of your busy days and your busy schedules to come and talk about this, uh, talk about these movies, and um, you will see. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, special. I've got the cast of uh, the hit web series Vagina Town. Ooh. Yeah. Um, very excited uh, uh, for the cast of of that show. We're going to be talking about the the nineteen eighty eight. Uh, big business. Oh my god! Yes, we're talking big business with Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Not a bad movie, but I. It's just a movie, and it's amazing. It didn't so, pop at the time, but it's a good movie. It's it's standing the test of time, and for a movie that takes place in one building, more or less, the whole movie, it's great. And again, I I really appreciate you guys uh, for coming on, uh, Modest, uh, Brett, and Krista. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, we will see you uh, next time. I love you. Remember, if you're going to have a rewind, you might as well be. Thank you so much. I love you. And see you next time. Bye.